When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Happy Thanksgiving from Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, and everyone here at the EIB Network. You're listening to the best of Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Welcome in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton show. Encourage all of you as we roll into the final weekend before Halloween. I went to a high school football game last night. I was driving home, Buck, and I was talking to my kids. I was, I, I, I can't believe, and I'm starting to sound like an old man, that Halloween is already here. But once you hit Halloween, then boom, you're on into Thanksgiving. It's early this year. It's Christmas. It's New Year's. My point here, go download the podcast, go get the iHeartRadio app. You're going to be on the road. You're going to be running around a lot with friends and family. You may miss part of the show. You can take it with you wherever you go. Maybe you're going to be on the road for a long trip, a lot of long drives coming up uh, for the holiday season. Go ahead and get hooked up early. You can search out my name, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. You can also go grab the fabulous work that's being done by Tudor Dixon, and by Carol Markowitz. You are going to love their work as well. It's unique. It's original. It's in the Clay and Buck Podcast Network. Okay, Buck, we've talked a lot about Biden's hypocrisy on Charlottesville. All throughout this week, basically since October 7th has happened, we've seen an increasing number of people on the left who are uh, stridently anti-Israel. And we talked about that at the open of the uh, of the show today, 
the challenge that is out there for Joe Biden in terms of the far left in his community and how there's a big article about it in the Times about how they're now rejecting Joe Biden and the pro-Israel policies of many traditional, I'll say, Democrats. But there's another story about Charlottesville uh, that I think we need to talk about and deserves a decent amount of attention because of the scary precedent that is being set here. So I am admittedly, Buck, a huge Civil War history nerd. I've said on this show before, I went in high school to Civil War sleepaway camp at Gettysburg College. I believe it's called the Civil War Institute. They study different aspects of the Civil War during the summer, uh, bring in all these great uh, speakers who've written books about the Civil War. If you are a Civil War nerd, like I have been for much of my life, I basically live almost on the battlefield of Franklin in Tennessee, for those of you who are familiar with uh, Hood's campaign in 1864. Again, this is super nerding out. So I pay a lot of attention to the way that we talk about the Civil War and what is and is not permissible to even discuss surrounding the Civil War, much less memorialized. So in Charlottesville, there was a big, iconic statue that was, I think, Buck, a historical piece of art that was of uh, Robert E. Lee that was one of the foundational elements of the Charlottesville protest. Should that statue stay or go in the wake of the George Floyd BLM protest? And uh, that was really the fulcrum upon which everything Charlottesville spun. And my position on all of this has been add more. Um, If you don't like a statue, then tearing down a statue or tearing down a memorial uh, to me is exactly the wrong thing to do. It's what the Taliban does. It's what uh, the, uh, the, the ISIS infidels would have done. When you don't like something and you tear it down and you cease to allow it to exist, you are sending a message about uh, what you believe is acceptable in terms of historical, in my opinion, discourse. So this video went viral yesterday, Buck. Not only did they tear down this statue, which is a, a monument in many ways to the artistic creation of the person who sculpted it, but they also then videoed it being uh, thrown into a furnace and completely obliterated. Um The fact they took down the statue, I think, was wrong. The fact that they then melted the statue is, I think, doubly wrong. The fact that they videoed it, Buck, being melted, is, I think, triply wrong and was designed to send a message about what is and what is not acceptable to even discuss in American society today. This was a major project. Uh, This group, uh, Swords into Plowshares, it's called, had been fighting to do this. There were numerous... uh, court you know court battles lawsuits over yeah swords into plowshares um and and they had been planning to do this for a long time and and what you can see is that there is a a a gleefulness in the because they have this video and there's you can see still frames of it a gleefulness in really the dissection and desecration of this statue like they cut off the head and show you the severed head of the statue of Robert E. Lee before they melt it down into just sort of bronze goo. Yes. Um, you know, what we've generally been told, and, and I'm reminded of the more recent controversy in New York City where they have a statue of Teddy Roosevelt that was in front of the Museum of Natural History. Which is, by the way, an iconic 
statue that they turned what was the movie they it's, made night at the museum or whatever yeah. where uh like teddy roosevelt all everything kind of comes to life and everything else like this is a very well-known statue regardless of what you think of its auspices and it's gone yes. and and this is this is another moment where you realize that the icono iconoclastic uh left here when it comes to historical artwork or, or p- pieces of history that they find offensive, it, it always starts with a discussion of, well, maybe we can move it somewhere else. It belongs they, in a museum is one yeah, of the things that they say yeah. at the start. That's what I'm, I mean, that's what I'm going for, right? Like maybe we could just display it differently. So it's not in a public park. It's in a museum and in a museum, you can have the context. But the truth is they want to do what they did here, which is the ritualized melting down and erasure of this piece of art because they don't, uh, you know, because they they despise or they 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 find it offensive um, that Robert E. Lee would have a statue anywhere because of his role as the primary general in the in the Confederacy, um, and and this is where I, I you know I, I I think there's a lot of things to discuss just about this clay although it shows people what the real end goal is and what they want to do. I, I don't understand how if this is now the new normal or if this is going to be the direction of the country, what happens to the founding fathers? I mean, you really have to well, ask that question. Like, what what happens to statues of the founders, many of whom were slaveholders? No, I mean, this doesn't end. And this is one of the things that Trump got 100% right, even though his, his statements surrounding Charlottesville were horribly mischaracterized. Um uh, and 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 again, Biden. I mean, they, they lied cited, about it. They, they yeah, knew. Right? They lied about it. Yeah. And, and Biden cited those lies as his justification for why he needed to run for president. Um, so to your point, you're talking about New York City, Theodore Roosevelt. Didn't they just take Thomas Jefferson out of the New York City statuary uh, the, the, where the, the municipal yes. council or somebody like that? City meets? council. Yeah, there was a statue of Jefferson. Yep. And they said, this is unacceptable now. And at some point, and you guys are going to, some of you are going to think I'm crazy. Others of you are going to say, you know what? No, he's 100% right. At some point, there will be, again, a rising up and a demand. Hey, we got to tear down the Washington Monument. He owns slaves. Uh, we have to destroy the Jefferson Memorial. He uh, he owns slaves, too. Um, and let me, I write about this in the book, because I spend a lot of time thinking about this as the history nerd, as someone who really legitimately likes to geek out uh, reading about the Civil War because I think uh, it, it is so integral to understanding America uh, is, is to understand what actually happened in the Civil War and who the individuals involved were on both North and South. And look, I've even done the research, Buck. I, uh, my family is from, uh, obviously, Tennessee and Kentucky, uh, which by and large are states that would have uh, a lot of uh, soldiers who fought on both sides, Kentucky in particular, I've got Union and Confederate soldiers in my uh, family history. So uh, so I, I, I feel like I can you know kind of look at it from both perspectives because Kentucky was a border state in particular where much of my Travis family is from, and people uh, from that family fought on both sides, uh, north and south, depending on uh, oftentimes what city they were in, what county they were in. I mean, the, the line was very tenuous uh in so many parts of the country about which side you fought on and by the way people don't understand this today because people have as we've talked about on this show almost no historical literacy but 99.9 percent of people fought for their state so it's not as if people were making like if you lived in you know southern mississippi you weren't sitting around debating what decision you were going to make 
you went with your state. And if you grew up in northern Minnesota, you went with the state of Minnesota. It was actually considered to be a stain on your uh, soul in, in that era if you turned your back on your state, which was a lot more like your country well, than it was anything else. Because a lot of people never left the state they were born in uh, in those yeah, areas. The, the formation of our union was by states that voluntarily voluntarily became the United States of America. And, of course, the basis for the country was the separation, or in a sense the secession from Great Britain and King George because of tyranny, right? So Correct. there was a, uh, a, a different historical context and certainly a different historical thinking. Uh, that's not to say that slavery wasn't obviously front and center in the, uh, in the debate about all this stuff, but there were people who fought. I mean, I think, what, what's the stat, Clay? I think it's um, 3% of Southerners own 97% of the, of the slaves. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. I mean, a, a time, about 1 in 50 Confederate soldiers actually own slaves. I mean, so, as a way to, like, 2%, basically. And, and, and I guess there's, the, there's this question of what is now an acceptable depiction of anybody who had any part of the Confederacy? And, and the answer is, right now, um, based on the on the trends and the way that the the left and political correctness are going in Democrat Party and, and some Republicans too, is uh, it it does not it really is to be treated the same way that Nazi memorabilia is. That's that's yeah. effectively the standard. And and again, I I sit here and I say I don't know where this ends, and I don't think I, well rather I think I know where they want to take it. I know that it doesn't end with the Confederacy. That's right. And, and, and one of the things, you know, I, I mentioned that I live in Franklin, Tennessee, and I wrote about this in American Playbook because I spent a lot of time thinking about this in the wake of uh, all of this craziness uh, to tear down monuments and statues and everything else. Um, they added, Buck, so we have in downtown Franklin, it's a beautiful downtown, uh, just we're 20 miles south of Nashville or so for people who don't understand the geography. There is a Confederate memorial um, statue, which is not uncommon in many different uh, southern small towns. Uh, they have a variety of monuments and memorials, and one of them is to, and I mentioned we actually had a battle here, uh, but they have a Confederate soldier standing in the town square. And there were controversies about that. It's been since there since 1890, uh, I think. So, I mean, this is, a, this is a relic, I would say, historical object at this point. They added a big statue buck of a... Uh, to honor black soldiers who were freed and fought for the North. So I, I just, re and, and it's right on the square as well. And I think that was uniquely intelligent because what really you're arguing when you tear down things is that there isn't, there isn't an opportunity for greater historical context. And my argument as someone who majored in history is I would always want more history instead of less instead of arguing about what can exist why don't we create more and so to me when you're saying oh we've got to tear down this i would much rather create a world where we're building more historical uh uh representation and also where the where the world in the country and certainly kids in this country are more historically literate i mean we have i think buck one of the biggest issues we have is we have created goldfish generations where they can only recognize and remember things that happen in a very short period of time. And as a result, you respond emotionally to everything 
and you lack the appropriate context to consider it. And one of the things that's frustrating to me about history right now, how often do you see those knuckleheads on MSNBC talking about, we've talked about this, Buck, hey, if Trump wins this election, American democracy is over, and they just totally forget everything that's happened before. So I think this is the wrong precedent to be set. History gives you an incredible context for understanding how durable this country has actually been. Um, but that doesn't that doesn't get viewers and clicks on MSNBC. Trump ending democracy is a much better uh, business play. Since 9-11, the Tunnel of to the Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel of to the Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young kids, builds specially adapted smart homes for severely injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades-in-arms, nor the efforts of his first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel of Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the Foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret. Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees. That's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 
One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. All right, Clay, you know that I love animals and animal stories, and if people go to clayandbuck.com, they can weigh in on this one. There is a super viral, I mean, I think it, last I saw over 10 million uh, views of just one of the shares of the sharing uh, accounts on this, of in a zoo in China, Hangzhou Zoo, Hang, Hangzhou Zoo, that is actually what it is called, the Hangzhou Zoo, visitors are skyrocketing because of a viral video that shows a Malayan sun bear that looks like a guy wearing a bear suit. <laughs> and if you see this, I uh, mean, yes. it kind of looks it kind of looks like when this bear, you got to see the video. It's on ClayandBuck.com. Clay and I were talking about it. It looks like a guy named Phil, when he finishes his shift here, takes off the bear hat and, like, smokes a cigarette and is like, yeah, another day at the zoo. You know, like, you got to see this bear. I watched it. I thought... What is going on here? The I think this is a man. Uh, could be a woman, to be fair, uh, in a bear suit. Um, all right. I just I don't think the bear can stand up like this. Buck, speaking of what's your read, by the way, you think man or do you think bear? Uh, I mean, I think it's probably a bear, but it really looks like a dude in a suit. Uh, breaking news here. Uh, we have a farm in West Tennessee, speaking of bears, and uh, they wiped out, like the Davy Crockett era and beyond, wiped out bears pretty much everywhere other than East Tennessee. Bears have now reached Nashville, and they're now infiltrating West Tennessee, which is a big deal if you're from where I live. And on our farm in West Tennessee, on the uh, hunting video, you know, where they can take pictures of all the animals that go by, bear. First time ever in, now it's in West Tennessee, where I can remember a bear ever being seen on our property. So that's a real bear. I don't think it's a it's a Chinese dude pretending to be a bear, but I love this video. I watched it. I, I think it's a man it, in a bear. You costume. just have to it looks you look at the lower half and there's kind of some, you know, some some rumples of uh of, of flesh that looks almost like it's a suit and the little legs. I mean the sun bear, I, who knew the sun bear was going to go viral over the week? I mean, I'm, folks, I'm telling tens of millions of views. The whole world, it started in China, now the whole world is. Is that a guy in a suit? The bear looks way too comfortable on two feet. That's all I'll say. I watched the bear, I scrutinized the video. I think that it is a bear in, uh, sorry, a man in a bear suit. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We bring in now. My friend and country music superstar, John Rich. And, uh, John, we've gotten to know each other quite a bit over the last few years. Would you have ever believed that the country would get as crazy as it is right now? And we'd be talking about, you know, guys winning women's championships and war everywhere. And uh, it just feels like chaos has descended across the nation and, frankly, around the world. No, I would not have believed we would actually see it to this degree. I did, however, believe there were people that intended for these things to happen. But for many years, they were pretty careful on not not allowing us to really see their intentions play out in front of our faces, you know, because once once it plays out where you can see it, there's really nowhere for them to hide. Uh, so it's pretty it's pretty uh, shocking to see what's going on. And I don't know about you, but it, it, it feels like we are in a in a momentum pattern right now of 
more and more things, bad things coming for this country. It's a it's a very concerning time to be an American right now. John, do you get the sense it's Buck and I appreciate you being here with us on the show. Um, do you get the sense that that creatives, so to speak, whether in, you know, obviously country music, but more broadly, just the music industry are are people starting to recognize that the, the, the shackles they're under because of wokeness or political correctness or whatever are really contrary to the ethos of creativity and, and really the ethos of America and freedom? Like, are you seeing it happening more? Are you talking to people behind the scenes, or is it still status quo for the most part? Well, I think the artists, the songwriters, you know, the creators, uh, we all know what we're looking at. And, yeah, I mean, the uh, the current culture in this, co- in this country is not conducive to free thought or wide-open creativity artistic creativity it's just not the problem is most of your artists that are currently on the radio they all have record deals the record labels are run by you know giant corporations that are uh, heavily leftist and they know that and if i say the wrong thing i do the wrong interview i put out the wrong song uh, i'm probably done you know i might lose my record deal might not get played on the radio again and so it's really hard thing to ask those artists to do it anyway, because a lot of them, this is their American dream. They work their asses off to get to that point, to get a record deal and be heard and be on country radio or pop radio or whatever they're on. And now they're looking at turning the whole thing upside down over freedom of speech. For me, I think it came at a good point in my career because I don't need the music industry anymore. Uh, matter of fact, I look at it like this. If the music industry thought well of me, I would not think well of myself. It would bother me if they liked me at this point. But I do empathize with a lot of these artists, guys, because it, it, what are they supposed to do? Al Dean is big enough that he's able to come out and say what he wants to. You can't cancel Al Dean. There's a few of us, but not many. I'm curious when you're out and about, uh, what kind of response you get from fans uh because there's some people out there who say as you point out oh man i don't want to really rock the boat i don't want to say exactly what uh what i think you have come through on the other side and you just say exactly what you think i actually in my experience i I think people are just looking for authenticity and as long as you're being honest to yourself they're fine with that i'm curious if you found that in your experience with your music yeah, I mean, when I travel around the country, you know, we did uh, we did close to 40 big and rich shows this year. So you do meet and greets before all the shows, and, you you know, you meet everybody before the event. And uh, pretty much across the board, people will come up to me and shake my hand and say, hey, thanks for saying what we would say if we had the microphone. Like, you know, John, you've got, you've got the microphone. You've got a platform. You're saying exactly how we feel about this, and thank you. Keep doing it. And so that, that makes you feel great. You know, giving up the music industry, they, they blackballed me. Well, I blackballed them too. You know, I don't care to work with them either. And so when that happened, though, a few years ago, I thought, well, that's, that's it. No more award shows. No more number one songs. That's over with. I wonder what's going to happen going down the road. And I can tell you what happened, man, is tens of millions of Americans that keep up with what I do now have my back. They feel they feel like I'm one of them because I am and that we speak the same language. So it's become a much bigger conversation for me out there with the fans than just the music. It's, it's very dimensionalized at this point and a great feeling for me to have. We're speaking to country music superstar, John Rich and, and John, you know, Clay's in Nashville. So he's, he's closer to, 
to the world of, of country music, uh, you know, certainly physically um, than, than I am as a guy who grew up in New York City. But it, it would seem to me that if there's any place where pro-American values, traditional values, uh, you know, freedom, the flag, all that would be totally welcome in the in that creative space, specifically in the music industry, it would be country music. But you get pressure you know, if you were if, if talking about like top 40 or some of the other genres, I would understand I, to, to an outsider to me, isn't country music like the safe space for loving America? Or is there really pressure <laughs> on artists not to be able to express themselves that way? No, it's not a safe space. Listen, man, you're talking about Sony, Universal, Warner Brothers. Between those three companies, they own 80 percent of all the record labels. So. Uh, you're not dealing with some good old boy in Nashville, some good old country girl in Nashville. You're dealing with elite, uh. mega corporate, you know, oligarchs basically of these companies. And so that when they put the downward pressure and they tell their A&R departments, their, their publicists, everybody, hey, this is how we do it. This is how we don't do it. You know, what Clay was saying earlier, that of course, that, that kills artistic expression. You Listen, Charlie Daniels, uh, Merle Haggard, Johnny Cash, all of our favorites, if they were writing those songs today in this current climate, you would never hear any of it. It would never be allowed to get to the public's ears. We're talking to John Rich. I know in addition to country music, you are a monster college football fan. And we did, some people have watched this. We were on Big Noon together. I know you're a Longhorn fan uh, for all the Texas listeners out there. But your show was on College Game Day on ESPN for uh, your song was on College Game Day, which is a very popular pregame show for a long time. And then they took your version off. I'm curious why you think that happened. And a positive story here, your song is going to be on Big Noon, which is going to air on Fox Sports tomorrow. Kind of take people through the background story of how that happened uh, both at ESPN and now at Fox. Well, so coming to your city... Uh, was the theme for College Game Day on ESPN for 15, 16 seasons, something like that. I mean, basically people had grown up listening to that. That was a Saturday morning tradition for a lot of people. When you hear it coming to your city, you know it's time for college football. Well, for whatever reason, ESPN decided, hey, we still want to use the song. We just don't want you guys to be the ones singing it anymore. Do you think that was, by the way, a political decision by them, or what do you attribute well, it to? They had somebody uh, else it, record the song, right? Right. I mean, it, it, it would be me speculating about that, but why else would you do it? I, maybe there's another reason. I'm sure that having a guy, especially like me, that's as outspoken as I am as a conservative, there was bound to have been somebody in the ranks of ESPN going, you know what, we don't really want to look at his face every Saturday morning. Now, I, that was never told to me. I can't prove that. But that's kind of what my that that's what my assumption is. But it is only an assumption, so I don't really know. In any case, we weren't real happy that uh, we don't get to sing our own song anymore. I mean, we weren't really happy about that. So this opportunity comes along from Fox Sports, and they said, "Hey, we love Big and Rich and Cowboy Troy. You guys want to do something with uh, with us?" Like, well, of course we want to do something. Let's go. We love college football. So we actually took Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy, which is the biggest song we've ever had. We took that music and wrote an entire special piece of music for Big Noon Kickoff. It's going to air tomorrow, man, and we are absolutely pumped uh, to have graduated to a major network like that uh, and have our voices heard again. 
That's awesome. It's going to be fun. It'll be on tomorrow from uh, 10 to noon Eastern all over the country. They'll be playing your new song on the Fox Sports pregame show. Yeah, it's rocking, dude. I'm so happy. And thank you for uh, you were instrumental, man, and kind of connecting those wires. And it's been a blast working with everybody, easy people, down to earth people. And uh, yeah, tomorrow, my two sons, Cass and Colt, they're like, we're getting up extra early, man. I know it's Saturday, but we're going to watch. We got to see you on there, man. We got to check it out. So we'll have it cranked at our house. Uh, by the way, you also played for uh, Donald Trump at his most recent fundraiser. I saw you there. You came out and played a song. For people who don't know Donald Trump, why are you such a big Trump supporter? What he what has he been like for you? Because the entire system hates him. And the entire system is corrupt. And so you are known by your enemies. And that's that's what I think. And I think that's what most Americans think. Is Donald Trump a perfect human being? No. Uh, is he the perfect role model for everybody? Absolutely not. He's a very uh, flawed individual. But the entire system despises Donald Trump. Republicans hate him. Democrats hate him. Tech hates him. The media hates him. Business hates him. The banks hate him. All the systems in our country that, that keep their boot heel on the neck of the American people hate Donald Trump. And for me, that's all I need to know, that he's the right guy uh, to step back forward and, and try to put this thing back into check. Our country is literally catching on fire, and it's just getting started. Who's the only one holding the fire extinguisher? Who's the only one that can reverse this mess? Name somebody other than Donald Trump that you think would have a chance, at least, of reversing the destruction we see going on in this country. I personally can't name anybody else, and so that's why I support him. John Rich, country music superstar. Love you, man. See you soon. Thank you, guys. Take care. Thank you. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter in their darkest hour Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Look, I'm a two-way guy, Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. 
They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Our VIP mailbag. If you want to be a part of it, go to clayandbuck.com. Sign up, become a VIP. Um, we have some great stuff here and uh, coming into the mailbox. Let me see. We'll get right to it. Dear Clay and Buck from Will, I was disappointed to hear you both overlook Joe Pesci's best role. Uh-oh, the range is hot. <laughs> While he may be noteworthy, oh, just noteworthy, Will, in Casino and My Cousin Vinny, there is nothing that can compare with his role as Leo Getz in the Lethal Weapon franchise, bar none. Looking forward to Clay's book this weekend. Going to start it, keep up the great work, and Shields High. Um. Well, he's got a great book to read. Perhaps he I also he will have a great it. a great movie to download after he reads Clay's book, which would be give a second shot to my cousin Vinny because I just don't think you can compare Pesci in Lethal Weapon to his 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 dynamic role in My Cousin Vinny. I just, I, I mean just, I, I got will I throw a flag here. I said Casino. Now, Lethal Weapon is it the best cop buddy movie? ever made I, I have some i have some theories on, i don't know i think bad boys might be a better cop buddy movie. oh my god yeah i know like, no, i just did it no, i just did no. it i know i know everyone's booing but it's true you think martin lawrence and will smith as a cop combo are better than Riggs and murtaugh than danny glover and mel gibson it's different eras. Lethal Weapon is more iconic, and I understand that. But if you're talking about which movie holds up more, the first Lethal Weapon movie or the first Bad Boys movie, I I know it's a I, look. This is a this is a hot take that not a lot of people would co-sign, but I'm just throwing it out. I'm there. not sure that anybody listening agrees with that opinion. This might be the first time you've ever had an opinion that you're wrong a million to a million to one. Like or two million, however many people are listening at this exact moment, every single one of them is outraged at what you just said. Clay, as Einstein said, it doesn't matter how many think I'm wrong; it only takes one to prove me wrong. 
I think I've already done it. I just, by merely <laughs> saying Riggs and Murtaugh, I think your argument is dead on arrival. Do you remember? Can you name the two cops in Bad uh, Bad Boys? Uh, like their names? Yeah, Riggs that's and Murtaugh. An unf- that's, that's an unfair. The, that's an unfair. I mean, that's it's an idea of Mike how Lowry. iconic they are. It's Mike Lowry that's and right. one of them. Uh, uh, the other guy. I don't it know. is impressive that you remembered one. Thank you. It's been a long time since I've seen either of them. I would even argue 48 hours, probably Oh, I wasn't also, even thinking about that. That's probably a better better. Movie and if both. you want to expand it into a trio, I would argue that Beverly Hills Cop, with that trio, you know, got, uh, what's it, Billy well, I, and... and uh, Beverly Hills Cop, maybe. It's Rosewood. Foley. and uh, It's it, Rosewood, Foley, and the other guy. Billy. Uh, Billy is his first name. Billy Hoyle? No, that's uh, White Man no, Can't it's Jump. No, Ro- Rosewood. Isn't that his last name in the movie? Yeah. It's Rosewood and then Murtaugh. Is it Murtaugh? No, that's Lethal Weapon. No, crap. I'm forgetting. But who's, who's, the, who's the curmudgeonly, the one that I feel like I identify the most with from uh, the first Beverly Hills Cop movie? You yeah, know, they the go mustache? to the strip club and he said he's Richard Nixon. Sergeant Taggart. Taggart. Thank you. Taggart. Okay, Beverly Hills Cop may be the best cop movie of all time and is, I think, one of the top ten comedies of all time. So that's a whole that's a whole different. I don't think of that, though, as a buddy cop movie, although you could make that argument, to be fair. Um, Lethal Weapon, yeah, the franchise is is iconic, and it kind of started that whole era of buddy cop movies. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it, since I'm already upsetting a lot of people. Big fan of Turner and Hooch. I think an overlooked, overlooked Tom Hanks movie. I mean, Tango and Cash is better than Bad Boys. Uh, you remember Tango and Cash? Tango and Cash, a little overrated. Just going to throw it out there. It doesn't really hold up. I'm just telling you, it doesn't really you hold up. You just made a dog in a detective movie argument, and you're taking shots now at Tango and Cash? I just said I like Turner and Hooch. There's also the Jim Belushi version of K-9, which I saw. But I think the French Mastiff, as opposed to the German Shepherd, added a little je ne sais quoi on screen. Starsky and Hutch? I never saw it, so I can't speak to it. That's from our team. I'm sure we're getting deluged right now, but I, I don't think there's a single person listening that agrees with you about uh, bad boys. Well, over I, I think 11. that Mel Gibson's body of work is uh, is is phenomenal uh, in terms of the movies. In terms of the movies. <laughs> Um, I think Braveheart is an excellent movie. Uh, I'm trying. Oh, is Point Break a buddy cop movie? Because that well, again, gets- it depends on how many cops you're talking about. I would say that Point Break is a heist movie, which is different than a buddy cop movie. Right, a heist movie is where. Uh, for everybody out there, there's a robbery planned or there's a robbery attempting to be foiled, and it's different than a criminal versus a cop movie which would be like heat you know the iconic criminal versus cop it's uh, it's setup. obviously it's a like a dark almost film noir kind of uh vibe um training day though if you think of that as a buddy cop movie is it, as a movie probably the best of all training of day movies. is better than training day is better we agree on that better than all of the uh if you count it but, as a buddy cop movie but again it's not really a buddy i mean it's, they're not you know, buddies it i don't want to yeah, get buddies. in the event that somebody's like you know what i'm gonna do i'm finally gonna watch training day on saturday i don't want to spoil it even though you've had 20 years to watch it 
but not really a buddy cop movie. Um, you think also, at the beginning it might be. There was the last Boy Scout, which is so bad that I can't even remember it. Um, there, there was a whole in the mid late eighties. They were churning these things out so fast that even an action movie junkie like myself couldn't keep up with all of them. I've got another one for you that I forgot about. It's pretty good. Chris Tucker and uh, and uh, who's the Asian uh, martial arts guy? Oh, Rush Hour, of course. Yeah, Jackie Rush Chan. Rush Hour's pretty good. That's a Rush buddy pretty cop movie, I right? just want to point out with Clay, with his definitive blah, 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 bucks 100 million percent wrong, our team looked it up. MovieWeb.com agrees with me. That Didn't bad you yesterday boys, just say that we can't cite these random websites? But like when we were talking about the Seven Deadly or whatever Natural Wonders, you're like, I don't trust that. Now MovieWeb.com is suddenly like a, an august authority. I'm just going to change the rules of the game as I need to before we get to break here. That's how that's how we do things. Since 9/11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young kids, builds specially adapted smart homes for severely injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades-in-arms, nor the efforts of his first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel of Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the Foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.